What do you call an overconfident, narcissistic, clueless, misogynistic, undereducated, mediocre white man? Apparently, we call him POTUS. I guess that's where we are now. Donald Trump. Because the U.S. likes toxic masculinity so much, they elected it president. Yes, come to see you. Welcome to the Ever Discussion Podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order that we talk about them. I am Simon Peltier. I am Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schell. And I am Kate Bradley. And Kate welcome Bradley. to Earth Day, everybody. Happy Earth Day. Slash Intel Day of Happiness. Yep. It's the Intel Day of Happiness, March 20th. Are you guys happy? Let us know. Beware the Intels of March. Ooh. <laughs> Get it? Deep cut. It's like it's like I. <laughs> you get it because of the cuts. Uh, <laughs> is that is that Shakespeare? Yes. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's I mean it's it's also uh, Julius Caesar's day day of death. Oh right. He died on the Ides of March. The Ides is, of March, which yeah. is the the about fifteenth. Beware. Oh okay. I'll eat yeah. a cake. It's in about mid March. <laughs> oh, we're past it. Today's the nineteenth. We're recording on a little bit of behind the scenes for everybody at home. Inside Today's baseball. the nineteenth, but it's releasing on the twentieth, mm-hmm. which is until day of happiness. Until day. Oh. And but the nineteenth, you've missed the Ides of March. The Ides of March. Bam. There are no there are no more Ides left. You've missed that last Ide. What is an Ide? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is. Get it's it? short for I don't know. March. Get it, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Get it, guys. Get it. You know what else you yeah. can get? Patreon. Patreon. <gasps> Happy Earth Day! <gasps> Earth Day is a great time to take stock of the things you have and consciously uncouple from things that are cluttering up your life. But wait, don't just toss that spare change from the couch into the trash. Earth Day is also about recycling things, <laughs> passing them on to where they can do the most good. So as you sweep the fat stacks of cash out from under your baseboards, why not head to patreon.com slash up for discussion and give us that money instead of throwing it away, because then it can do some good for the world. If, if you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us on Patreon, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Eric, Carlea, Thomas, George, and Alex. And if you give us at least $5 a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once per cycle on the show. Who does our first Patreon topic come from? Kendallin. Yeah. Woo! Do you have any spring cleaning traditions? It can be mental or literal. If you don't have one, what, uh, would you like to start? So spring cleaning. Well, appropriate for Earth Day slash Intel Day of Happiness. Yeah. I mean, I've I've talked about I've talked about this before. It's not exactly a spring as much as it is just kind of midwinter. But my February minimalism challenge that I did this year and intend oh. to do every year, oh, yeah. every year hence, where uh, <clears throat> the the rule is that every day you get rid of the same number of things as the number of the day. What? So How'd Febu- that go? So on February 1st, I'll get to it. Cool. On February 1st, <laughs> get rid of one thing. February 2nd, get rid of two things. February 3rd, three things. Four, four things, etc. And the idea is that you also you can bank items. So if on the 4th you get rid of 20 things, you're good for like the next two days, two or three days or whatever. But that's a lot of fucking things. At the end, if you if you stick to it and you do every day, you, you've gotten rid of 406 things. <gasps> Do you think that's yeah. too much to do like every year? So, oh good, yeah. Hmm. Good good question. 
don't think so. I think we get a lot of things, and I all like so. I know that I didn't get rid of as many things as I could have. I made it all the way to the twenty first. Mm. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I f- like my my entire apartment feels so much better since I've done that. It does Jesus. feel good. Mm. I feel like I would just yeah. buy bags of cotton balls and then get rid of the individual so, <laughs> cotton balls to make up. So the the, the, there's a couple rules to the things. Shit. One is that uh, it's always <laughs> there's always a catch. So when when we say get rid of, like the hierarchy of what is preferable to do is to like donate either to a friend or to a, a frippery hmm. or to use a used place. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> then recycle, then throw out. Right. Hmm. What so about you do- sell? Oh, or yeah. sell. I yeah. guess you could sell too. That, that can that's count. That's so much work, though. Yeah, feels gross. But and then also, you get money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Can I um, just say for everybody not in Quebec, <laughs> it would be a thrift store. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What would you think it was if you didn't know what Let it was? I would comments. think it had something to do with pastries. Yeah, actually, oh, it yeah. sounds like it's like a flippery like, but French. It sounds like fritter. I yeah, think that's why Ooh. it's kind of it's kind of frittery. I would donate all my things <laughs> to a, a pastry shop. Yeah. So the the other rule to it is that a set of some things counts as one thing. Right. So a bag of cotton balls Paul. is one thing. Paul is one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just a sound. Yeah. Not- no, no. All my size includes the name of, of my house ball. So, Paul, your size. Um, so this this is a thing that I think a friend of mine came up with it. I don't know if she, or if she found it somewhere, but whatever. Cotton but she, balls. Cotton balls. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my friend invited invented cotton balls. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for wow. her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then so if, if you have like a, a, a pack of, I don't know, fifty hair elastics, that's one thing. That's not fifty things. Mm. How many things? Right. I mean, gee, that's a lot of fun. So, because I was like, oh, great, paperwork, like one sheet counts as... No. So, so Ooh, does each individual <clears throat> article of clothing count as its own thing? Yes. Apart from, I guess, a pair of socks? No, a pair of socks is one thing. Well, yeah, that's yeah. not fair. But like, but five t-shirts that are all the same type of t-shirt? Is five things. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. where, yeah, that's, yeah, where yeah. that's how you yeah. do it then. Even okay. like even if you even if you bought them at Zellers, or yeah. not, or, uh, sorry, what's the Canadian thing? Walmart. Are, are you judging by the quality? <laughs> now? No, 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 no. I because I, I realized I said frippery and then I said Zellers and I want our Walmart our American. Yeah, if you bought well, it at you Walmart, got some George or Target brand T-shirts, or TJ Maxx, yeah. Macy's. I don't know any of those. Other, Other American brands. <laughs> and like, you know, when you've got like a thing of like three t-shirts or whatever, like three identical white t-shirts, yeah. like Fruit mm-hmm. of the Loom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would, if I mean, whatever, that's three t-shirts. Yeah. But if it's like a thing of cotton balls or Q-tips or. um, So it's probably a price threshold. I don't know. This mm-hmm. seems very arbitrary. <laughs> I don't. But I think the, the idea is so that you can't do something like, oh, I have this thing of 400 Q-tips. I'm just gonna throw that out yeah. now. I've now right. I'm good for the entire month. Well, and I have no Q-tips. This no. was <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, I mean there are, there is also the the fact that like if you do that, mm-hmm. then how good do you feel about yourself? Not really good. I no no no. If you do it well, strong disagree. It, no no no. If you buy the cotton balls and then count them as individual things, oh then, I see what you mean. Like if I see what you mean. You're not achieving the goal. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. But if you yeah. do it, like you must have mm-hmm. felt so much lighter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's a uh the clutter corner of my room that's, <laughs> that's behind my door. So when you open my door, it covers it. So like whenever, you know, people come and visit my apartment and then, then they come in my room, they're like, Wow, it's so tidy and I go, Yeah, don't look behind the door, no, it's fine. <laughs> but if you were to look at it, so it would pile up the pile was almost as high as I am. Behind the door? Behind oh. the door. Is a very large pile of clutter. And now it's just like a neatly 
organized small IKEA box of just like uh, like bags and backpacks and stuff. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What I like also about the number is <clears throat> that it's not like imposing take care of a certain part of your life. It's like I just have to like I just have to achieve a certain amount of things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the other rules that are a little more um kind of nebulous or gray are with e-clutter so things like getting like oh. cl- clean so oh. the, the rule for for the like in this particular challenge was <clears throat> if you d- if you clear your inbox yeah. to whatever amount you wanted whether you get it to zero or to whatever like you can only do that once so i can't go and delete one email every day and that counts as one thing mm. okay right so once i get it down to what i want it that counts as one thing mm. right so if i delete 678 emails that's not 678 things. That's interesting that they include that because, like, my husband, to my perspective, is a <laughs> digital hoarder. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a thing. Oh, fuck yeah. I've never heard it said that way, but I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm like that. And I, yeah, like, for me, I'm like, why do you need all these files mm-hmm. to the point that you'll never find or look for anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but th- that's my judgment imposed on others. But <laughs> <laughs> well, because I suppose because I mean it still has the same weight. Mm. When I see my desktop just like fucking covered in all these stupid JPEGs I've downloaded, because maybe I might draw it someday or maybe <laughs> think of something or whatever, and it's just it makes me feel tense. But it's kind mm. of the same thing. It just yeah. doesn't take up the physical the physical space, space. exactly. Yeah, but it's it's there. Yeah, and the the other role that I I contested was paperwork. Like to me, in my mind, one document counts as one item, uh-huh. like one like one file folder or whatever. Yeah. Like so, I I mean, I I don't have a whole bunch of like papers and files and whatever, but like there, I I didn't understand what the official rule was, but when I did it, I counted like each document, like unless it's like a two page document or whatever, then mm-hmm. it'd just be like whatever, just some stack of them is one thing. But if I got rid of like a play that I have printed, yeah, like printed out, that's one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you contest yeah. it? Was there a well? Is there a an court? Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is a friend of mine, right? And she set up this like big spreadsheet. Then like mm. every day you'd go in and enter all the things that oh, you fun. you did, oh. so you could keep track of it. And like it, it was set up in such a way that it counted it for you. So I could. I think I got rid of something like two hundred and fifty things or something. Mm. It was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I mean, you could do the math and count. Like you could count it if I tell you that I made it all the way to the twenty first. Someone could do the math, but I don't want to, and I don't think anybody That's here fine. does. Were there punishments? But, no. Yeah, if you miss a day, does someone come over and like spank you with an object you haven't gotten rid of? <laughs> <laughs> it with a number of things you haven't gotten rid of. Hundreds. They take every individual object or collection of objects in your yeah. house and smack you once on the tush. Yeah. Although getting re- getting smacked by like a, a bag of cotton balls like wouldn't be that bad. Well, yeah, but just wait until they get to your bed frame. That's true. It's a game changer. Yeah. But yeah, I I highly suggest to anyone who wants to get rid of things like that's a good like framework to do mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. because you could just do like oh spring cleaning get rid of anything I want but like that actually having like a number to look forward to yeah yeah mm-hmm. like challenges you to actually like go to corners you may not think of yeah, yeah. go in parts of your like i i wouldn't have thought to go through my bookshelf but i did and i got rid of like a bunch of books mm-hmm. do they, you think it is because uh, there was that a book that came out about like decluttering your life and it was like you, you hang on to anything that sparks joy mm-hmm. right, right, right by sapphire <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the the life changing magic of tidying up or something. Yeah, and pray I, love. 
Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, the Weathering the Heights. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, That's the one. You send your pants to someone to declutter your house. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it is better to approach that issue as something that you have a goal of things to get rid of or things that you have to uh, appraise to have the value to keep? Hmm. Uh, That's interesting, yeah. Because it, it does sort of, it does both, right? Yeah. Where it like it forces you to get rid of a bunch of stuff so that there's just more space, but it also forces you to decide like yeah. what is good and yeah. what is not. Because yeah. you, you could very well approach it purely pragmatically and go, I don't use this and mm-hmm. then get rid of it. But there are some things that we keep that make us feel happy to know we have them. Even if we don't use them, even right. if we don't even look at them, we just know we have them and it makes us feel better. And I feel like... That like I don't know I I keep some space some lenience in my life to have those things mm-hmm. even like there's a, a bunch of things that I just keep stored away but because I know I have them I feel okay right well like what about stuff like posters right like a poster is not super useful but you get something out of it right like it would be an easy thing to get rid of yeah mm-hmm. but you don't really want to it's not the first thing you're gonna get rid of I did get rid of posters actually yeah oh. yeah what day did you wait until before you got rid of posters <laughs> though uh good question I'm gonna guess it was at least a weekend. I yeah yeah definitely because like you you don't want to get rid of like your artwork right no I mean maybe if it's like a shitty poster it yeah was, that seems like a non like it's not it's not taking disturbing. up space That's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah like they were so flat they were too po- <laughs> but, <laughs> but it does take up space right it takes yeah. up wall space well I, if you have an abundance of like art that you're trying to like decide what to put up I like, don't know maybe. Simon's life so they were <laughs> they were posters that I'd never put up mm. right they were just like yeah. in the tubes oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and, most of my posters. <laughs> yeah. And they were they were representative of I think a time in my life that I didn't feel really. Tom is showing a tube that's presumably full of posters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just, just representative of a time in my life that I don't identify with anymore. That I oh, yeah. move past. Mm-hmm. Right? There, they were two Fault in Our Stars posters that I got that I'd gotten from uh, from Project for Awesome things. Right. Or like ordered on online or whatever, and, I, and it, like when I got them, they were like that was a book that was deeply meaningful to me, and it's still like kind of is. I still have the book, but I felt like the posters weren't yeah yep. weren't representative of of me where I'm at now. Anymore. I feel that I'm I've got an with... acapella science poster I took out of its tube. <laughs> <laughs> I like the portfolio situation for posters and stuff, and yeah. art to just be like I don't want it on my wall right now, but I still want it, and I can flip through it whenever I want. But nice. for your art. Oh, well, I have those too, but like for if, Do you I, if have I buy like prints, books of of art that's not yours. No, I don't. I don't. Okay, but I have. I, well, I have. A, I have some prints. I have. I have, I have some. Yeah. Well, I have, I have. I have fifteen to twenty prints. I would say collected over the years. Yeah, I have a. I have a collection of the Ollie Moss parody uh, posters of his Star Wars posters that are for. Um, for Spaceballs, nice. the Schwartz nice. Awakens. Uh, and I, my house is so small that I don't want to intrude my husband's face with my silliness. <laughs> oh, no. But do you have a little bit of silliness? I, I have of shelves of... Our house is very, very small. So I, I have my like weird figurines. And I like stuff. the idea of the phrase shelves of silliness. Yes. <laughs> yes. That fills me with joy. Hmm. You know? Silly joy. Simon's filled with joy. I am. Can't you tell? On the mm. International Day of Happiness. I feel the joy. Can't you tell? Mm. I can tell. I, how, how joyful I am right now. Indeed. Yeah. Hold it right, back. Right now. I've mm. I've been, I've had a, a realization about myself in terms of prints and posters and things that uh-huh. I like to hang yeah. up. Share. I, I seem, I this is very unbeknownst to me. I've realized this recently. Love photos and artwork of close-ups of animals' faces. Hmm. <laughs> How close are we talk? Depends. Well, not, not oh. necessarily. <clears throat> up, 
Oh, not necessarily continue. close up, close up, but just like, especially if the animal is just looking straight into the camera and looks kind of dumb. <laughs> love it. Oh, I guess that. There's this like, like pretty kind of popular picture of like a, a black and white photo of a Highland cow. <laughs> Those okay. are awesome. On a white background. And it's just like looking straight into the camera. It looks kind of <laughs> dumb. Love it. I just ordered one of a, like one of my favorite photographers took a picture of some sheep. And there's oh. the sheep looking up into the camera. <laughs> Love it. My One of my favorite sweaters has just a big bison head looking straight at you. And oh. it's wonderful. Well, because their eyes are like way over yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so fun. But I, I say there cannot be a close, uh, too, you cannot get too close. Well, that's probably wrong. With a but camera. With a camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, close-ups of animals are fucking Well, that, that's also why like that, there was that one time, Kate, that I messaged you on Instagram on that your story. That one time? The, <laughs> one one of the very many times I've I've messaged you supporting some very yeah. supportive messages, but the, one of them was like you you drew an elephant, mm. I think, and I was like I would buy a print of this. Yeah, nice. but, if you if you still if you still have it, if you I have the the original. If you made a print of it, I would still buy it. That's I, I would buy. That's it. noted. You we'll can make a commission right I'm, now. I'm, we'll we'll are we talk. making a transaction? Is this a <laughs> scroll, 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 this scroll, is recorded? Get your so checkbook out. <laughs> Oh man, I have two prints I'm I'm already supposed to do from other stuff that I haven't done yet. It's so silly. It's so silly. All I have to do is go to Rubik's and get them printed. That's all I gotta do. That's all I gotta do. That's all I gotta do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not doing it, but I'll do it. I'll do it, guys. I'll really do it. But uh, the other other supportive message you sent me, uh, well, supportive, you were just happy. I drew foxes (laughs) yesterday. I drew live foxes. And, See again, um, animals. Just there's something I yeah. just love about animals. Oh, fuck! I just love it. And 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 that fuck. that boy was so close to me, and he gave me all these goofy looks, and he was beautiful. So I told oh. I told Goofy was a that. dog. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize it was. Strict. Did I just break your brain? I, I thought it was strictly. I didn't realize it was strictly for that character. Oh. What, what, how, how, no, but you're he was you're, ploofy. <laughs> Nice. He was ploofy. He was a, a floofy, ploofy fox word. boy. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah, yeah. Your fox illustrations are wonderful. Thank you. I would buy those too. <laughs> so spring cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Drawings. foxes. Oh. Um, Just send a, fo- send a fox in your house and you'll have to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Oh, they, they're very destructive, apparently. Yeah. And pee on everything and stuff. I'm, I'm sure. Presumably. Um, just open-ended question. Does anybody else think that the Disney Robin Hood uh, movie made furries happen? Yep. Absolutely. Fox is too sexy. He's too sexy. He was too yeah. sexy. Oh sexy my I don't think they made furries happen. Oh, I they did. I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> it was Walt Disney's secret desire. He was a Nazi and a furry. Oh. I was like, I am turned on by this fox, and I am going to make a lifestyle. And it made an imprint, and then it just spread. I agree. There's also like a female chipmunk in the Sword in the Stone. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> and Lola Bunny. Lola, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny is ridiculous. Yeah. Lola Bunny. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking, uh, listening to the the Bechdel cast, which is a podcast where they talk about women's percent like uh, representation in movies, and they were talking about Space Jam and why Lola Bunny is so sexualized and why they just need to sexualize Bugs Bunny more and give him like a package. <laughs> oh, just give him a dick bulge. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that reminds me that in in a trailer for I think the new Mario tennis game, uh Luigi very visibly has a bulge. <gasps> Uh, which is great because Mario's nipples were revealed in true. Uh, Mario Odyssey last year. And so it's like the Switch is just gradually becoming Nintendo's excuse to like sexualize the characters. Gender which is... equality. We're sexualizing things that don't need to be sexualized. <laughs> hey, Luigi needed to be sexualized. Yeah. He is. While Luigi is my jam. <laughs> 
He's my sexy boy. Well, appa- apparently Luigi's getting like so much love now. Oh yeah. And and oh, Paul told me I'm not going to describe this properly, but there's a game where uh, there's a big penguin, and then the big penguin has a kid, and then you race the kid, and then and then there's a the option to throw the kid off a cliff. Super Mario 64. Uh, that I guess. What? And he throws the penguin baby off a cliff. Mario, and then and then there's a clip from uh, the tennis game where Luigi's playing, and then he has all his Luigi fans in the back, and there's that adult penguin with a Luigi cap on and the theory is that he's supporting Luigi because Mario killed his fucking kid. <laughs> That's legit. Yeah. That's great. Like Nintendo would do that, I'm they sure. Would. Yeah, they love hiding little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. My, so what my, is it like, about the fox? What well, let's talk more about like what makes the fox so foxy? Uh, well, I think I, I I think the the animation itself, like he's so fluid and mm. like so that helps a lot. But he does good things. He's charming. It's I think it's a lot of the voice acting. Mm. I haven't heard his voice. Who voice? I haven't Foxy either. Uh, some guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh, was I love guy. him. He's great. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a little bit raspy, but like sweet. Y- yeah. Why do I yeah. feel like it was George Clooney? And actually, what? He- no, it was not. <laughs> a baby George Clooney. George Clooney would also. I don't, his voice does not fit a fox. Wasn't he? He was. The, was he in the Wes? Who was in the Wes Anderson? I'm pretty sure fox that was movie? that was George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a fox. So your statement is completely back. false. <laughs> the odds of that being true are but very feel, low, but that was true. <laughs> but also, I I don't know. I feel like part okay. of part of the the idea of of Wes Anderson's voiceovers for like his stop stop motion stuff is that like he doesn't ask the or in general he doesn't ask his actors to be anything else than who they are oh right like in the grand budapest hotel everyone who's supposed to be from the same country has a wide variety of different accents yeah you know and he's like so i I feel like part of the idea of having george clooney play a fox is that he's not trying to play a fox he's just being george clooney but if a guy can sell coffee he can be a fox I mean, he is a fox. Which right? is what George Clooney is most known for. Absolutely. George Clooney is a fox, but he's not... Selling coffee. Yeah. I don't know that he in doesn't a, in sound... In a weirdly bourgeois way. He doesn't sound like what a fox would sound if a fox had a, had a human voice. They're so weird. Their yeah. sounds are so strange. Yes, they are. Apparently it was it, Brian Bedford. Yeah, it's a guy. a bill. Or maybe it just makes me think of beds, and that makes me think happy thoughts, and then I think I know him. <laughs> sexy foxes. Yeah, sexy foxes in the bed. No, I don't want to go there. No. Tom, you no. were going to say something about Wait, spring, spring cleaning. cleaning. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing that I always find interesting with spring, <clears throat> spring cleaning as a concept is that it falls in line with, I mean, because it is springtime, it falls in line with the church tradition of Lent, mm. uh, which is a time where you like intentionally give up some stuff for like 40 days leading up to Easter. Okay. Uh, and that feels like it probably came about pretty naturally, like that whichever one was first kind of bled into the other, mm-hmm. because like that is the same concept, right? Where you're like, I've got to like start fresh now, mm-hmm. and like it's springtime, and you know, it's a purge. It's a purge, yeah. yeah but it's like, a purge to like, make room for things. Into your cabin, huddling for survival, and everybody's rank, and everybody smells <sighs> bad, and it's just everything's like piling up because you have nowhere to go because you're snowbound into the hellhole that you're in. Are and you from Michigan just... by any chance? <laughs> Close. <laughs> <laughs> And so, it, you know, springtime comes and you can open up the windows and, and let out all of the bad smelling demon humors and and kind of, you know, purge yourself of all the nastiness of mm-hmm. being locked in for winter. Yeah. 
that's it it's it's, it's really it's interesting that like everything basically like yeah like lent and like the seasons going the way that they go and like winter being awful like everything kind of leads towards spring being the time for like renewal yeah, yeah that's true and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's just a thing that i always think about with uh with spring cleaning is that like and I like that Kendallin kind of phrased it this way too, where it can be mental or literal, where it's like mm-hmm. you could do a literal like just clean the house in the spring because your house is dirty, but you can also be doing like stuff for your brain and I think more importantly for your heart yeah. around yeah. this time of year where you're like, okay, what can I like, what kind of crap has happened to me over the winter that's been difficult to deal with and how can I like take the sun finally coming out as an yeah. excuse to like fix that. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, like I, in terms of like physical stuff, uh, I have a ritual that about every five years, I like to do what I call moving. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. And then I'm not familiar. Please. <laughs> uh, it's when you take all of your stuff and you decide that you don't need any of it because you don't want to move it. And that just seems like <laughs> yeah. bullshit. And you <laughs> throw half of the things you own out and then you move it to another place. But yeah, no, I, uh, moving helps. Moving yeah. is a good way to get rid of stuff. Unless you're me, and then moving is a good way to just keep having the same boxes forever. Oh, oh we kept ours because uh. we were doing it so often. Uh, and I, I did one of those like minimal closet things where I like just took a chunk of my clothes because my closet was so small. I was like, we'll just get it down to like, I only wear three things anyway, so we'll just take it down to that and that's all I own. And then I also realized I don't like shopping. So the problem is that all of my clothes just have holes in them. So I haven't done this like minimalist where everything I own is like high quality, like beautiful things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have shit, but I don't have much of it. And it's just wearing through to the end. I think that's called the slow clothes movement. And there's a lot of people on Instagram who think that's great. (laughs) Well, I'm ahead of a trend I didn't know about. I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of high importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? <laughs> Let's move to our second topic. Oh. Who wants to read it? It's from George. What was the best small moment you've had this week? I had a fantastic moment this morning that I was kind of privy to. Uh, so Teffer was giving Orion a bath and I overhear Orion go, mommy, I need to be on the toilet. Teffer goes, what? Mommy, I need to be on the toilet. And then she's like, okay. So she starts walking toward the bathroom and goes in. And then a second later I hear Orion go, wow, I was not afraid to pee in the tub this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. So good. (laughs) 
so good. <laughs> oh, that's, but that's just a scary a statement, though, right? Because <laughs> yeah. the door has been opened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because once once you start peeing, that's where in the bath, entitlement begins. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Then you start peeing in pu- in like public pools, wave pools, and then yeah. you just decide everything is for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Piss wherever I want. I really enjoy how you uh, differentiated. You, you said specifically said pools and wave pools. Well, yeah. Why? Okay. Why is that different for the I, peeing? So I once really had to pee in a wave pool. Okay. Uh, the thing with a wave pool, it, okay, in a normal pool, you pee, the pee kind of floats in one spot, right? Right. So you can swim away from it. Uh-huh. In a wave pool, you don't know where that pee is going. <laughs> that pee is about to get swept by waves that kind of go back and forth a little back bit. Back at you. So yeah. really, <laughs> it's really only a, a fear of getting caught. Yeah. It still stays about in the same spot, but it gets spread. Yeah. Just up and down. Well, that's it. Like, you don't want that. No. No. Have any of you ever experienced the dye? Like that, when you pee and then it turns like dark blue or something. Yeah, I think that's that a myth. Pretty I've sure it's is it a myth? Yeah, I've peed in plenty of pools and never seen it. (laughs) Same. I've also peed in the pools they've told me have had dyes. Oh, so just to like, damn, (laughs) (laughs) that's bold. Bold man. He wasn't even in the pool. He just whipped it out and started peeing in the pool (laughs) to see if it would change color. Yeah, I got tackled by the lifeguard. (laughs) Was he hot? No, <laughs> Most important part of the no. story. Yeah. No, it was not. I was really, really hoping for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That would have hurt. Just some fifteen-year-old oh. pimply. It's uh, always some like drunk pimply fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Eh? Like guards. Like unnaturally skinny. Oh right. You know. Well, how's he? Like, see, I I could have been a lifeguard, but I made the choice to not be a lifeguard because I was like, I can't pull a two hundred fifty pound man out of the fucking I was pool. A lifeguard. You were a lifeguard. Yeah. Wow. When you were fifteen. Did you tackle yourself? Did 16. you pee? Sixteen. Right, fair enough. And you trusted yourself to save large yeah. people. Yeah. Really. But the thing about thing about really large people is that fat floats. Well, that's true. And I guess you're still like. Water makes everything easier muscle wise, right? Oh, but it's, I mean, like yeah. taking them out of the water, though. Well, you have right. help. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you can get them at least to like surface reasonably yeah. easily and then like have some people help you drag them out. Yeah. I guess this is not fireman level <laughs> qualification. No, for sure. Oh, like, man, fireman. I, sorry, this is a tangent, <laughs> but it's an important one. We watched Queer Eye last week. There's an episode <gasps> where they help so some bad. firemen. There's this one hunky fireman. Who's like very, I think, uh, Dorito shaped? Ko- Koama <laughs> de- describes him as um, Dorito shaped. Yeah. 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 He's not that cute. I was so disappointed. I thought he was like cute ish. And then the further the episode got along, yeah. the more I was like, oh, all right. he really, like, he's Dorito shaped though. And they yeah. never showed any insight into him or like they never had a conversation with him. They just like enjoyed him yeah. for being who he was, which made him come off as very dumb. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, He's just one of those people that without a personality is too conventionally attractive to actually be attractive. Yeah, and he was often like either uncomfortable or happy, so he just had this like smile on his face the whole time. But bless him. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
My God, he, when he got on the floor and was doing the cat thing. Uh-huh. When he did the ballroom dancing, <laughs> I was like, yeah. well done, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all of them. Oh, my God. I, I love that episode. Yeah. Oh, it was really it great. Good. I want that goddamn kitchen. Simon, oh, you I look know. like you haven't watched Queer Eye yet. That's an, an accurate assessment. <laughs> you should. It's joyful. Should. It's so good. It's very good. It's so joyful. I'll uh, keep that in mind. It's I would on end the up, list. I would end up having like jaw pain and just being like, oh, I've, I've been smiling for this whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so fun. Actually, my, my small moment uh, for this week also in, involved TV. Oh, um, fuck, I wanted it to be firemen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love that, but no, I don't know any anymore. Um, but... Uh, so I was watching um, uh, The Magicians. It's like adult, dirty Harry Potter. Right. I think it's on Sci-Fi Network. Right. Adult, dirty Harry Potter. Did you Potter. say adult? Or adult. A- yeah. Oh, or I heard dull. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's it's sexy Harry Potter? Yeah, but also just kind of severe Harry Potter. Mm, I'm listening. Like gritty. <laughs> gritty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so they did... Uh, at the end of the episode, everybody's in peril. Everybody's in a, a, a moment of like either going to die or somebody's going to die uh-huh. or like really just like a, a really high, um, you know, uh, priority moment. And they all get mentally connected and then they all have to sing the song Under Pressure together <laughs> uh, so that they can continue on this other thing that they also have to do. So, oh. And so they, they all <laughs> beautiful, like, musical moment. And I realized, I'm like, oh, we're in a period of, like, the world, like, zeitgeist that we're not too cool to have musicals right now. Mm. And that made me really, really happy. Yeah. And then I went back and I watched uh, Once More With Feeling, the musical episode of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I looked that up and it came out November of uh, 2001. So it was two months after 9-11. Which, I mean, they planned that episode way in advance of that. But I just kind of feel like the world embraces, like when everything is so fucked up, like everybody just needs to like take a step back and go, you know, singing is fun. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Totally. And I just thought that was just, the greatest thing like everything's a disaster but you know what like we still have these fundamental things that's awesome yeah yeah i was just talking earlier with heifer about how i've been gradually realizing the past few weeks that you specifically like musicals (laughs) and it wasn't a thing i knew about you before and i'm very excited that i know this now (laughs) because i'm huge into that stuff yeah i i I like it here and there and i don't like all musicals or they don't always kind of there's some duds yeah yeah for sure like i'm not but I, there is something about it that is really just um, cathartic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the harmonizing, and I think that they can emotionally cue you in a stronger way than, yeah. than other medium. Yeah. I think especially a song, a song about, or a musical about a rebellion that has a good like anthem in it. Something like Les Mis, <laughs> something like Newsies, something oh. like Hamilton, like anything that's sort of about a group of people coming together to fix a thing mm. or to like fight something that's bigger than them. Right. Is like. Which is such a good, you know, um, metaphor because it's harmony. Yeah. You know? But like, I mean, Dr. Horrible. Like I, oh, yeah, I haven't watched that in a long time. But also like, because it, it's, it's rare. It happens, of course. But you, you rarely like 
burst into lines from a film with a friend mm. but you can burst into song with a friend you like i mean speak you for yourself part. I, would, <laughs> I would counter that with uh simpsons quotes oh for sure yeah, but you, you don't like start like you don't you, you like you say a quote and then you laugh or whatever yeah, you don't yeah. like go into like, so that, that three may, straight minutes of that may apply to normal people it <laughs> does not apply to actors you go into oh well yeah oh, y'all do we yeah do you just sit do around we. doing glenn gary glenn ross like all day long yes. <laughs> start to finish like like i've i've seen people break into like full Shakespearean monologues and then other people joining in because they know the bits. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they jerk off into a circle. Onto each other. (laughs) Into each other. Oh, actors. Next to each other. (laughs) Well, that's what you gotta do sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta just gotta jerk off. Do Shakespeare and jerk off in a pile. You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's just how it is sometimes. Tuesdays. That's why uh, when I was a kid, I I always wanted to be an actress because I heard about this. Um, The circle jerks. This is what I want to grow up to be. But speaking of actors and Shakespeare, Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually like one of my my small moments. Uh, You got to get away from the circle jerk. (laughs) So I I have some friends who were in The Tempest. Mm. uh, And it it was on this weekend at Concordia. um, And a lot of my friends were, were in it, including one of my very close friends. And I didn't tell her I was I was I was supposed to come on the Sunday and I I my schedule freed up and I was able to go on the Thursday right. but I didn't tell her and she like after the show she came to see me and said that within the first three minutes of the show heard me laugh in the audience and immediately knew I was there uh-huh. and, it, and it made her feel really really happy but then she she figured that because I had been on Thursday I wouldn't go on Sunday but I went on Sunday anyway and that moment happened again. Oh, fun. And that made me feel warm and tingly inside. It oh. is one of the best things when you're performing mm. and you, you see someone in the, obvi- the audience that you didn't expect to be yeah. there or you he- the hearing the laugh yeah. is yep. huge. Yeah. I, I used to feel kind of self-conscious about my laugh because it's loud and distinct, but I've had so many people tell me that they heard me laugh in the audience and it made me, them feel better that I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I own feel it the now. same way. It's yeah. me. I'm a, loud, a cackler. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A loud, distinct laugh is really great, especially, well, I mean, it's not great if you're doing something really serious, but it's mm. great in those comedy moments because it makes people know like, like very clearly what they did just worked. Yep. Like, yeah. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a group thing. So if nobody's laughing, nobody's going to laugh. Yeah. That's yeah. why you don't sit there and hysterically crap up, crack up at like something on TV. I like, have, but yeah. Yeah, I mean like you oh. might chuckle. <laughs> Tom has a story. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we've we've been watching the Twilight movies and and live tweeting. Ooh. And uh there's there's been some moments where like I just I crack up. <laughs> dying because this movie these movies are okay they're they're made really well it's it's weird because i'm like yeah. i'm like yeah that was a pretty good movie it's just really fucking stupid <laughs> like, yeah. everything in it is like oh this is really fucking dumb like the, the <laughs> production quality is yeah. like really good and like even the story arcs and stuff like i'm engaged through the whole movie it's like it's a it's a good movie yeah just like every detail of it is really fucking stupid <laughs> it's so weird yeah. when like the veneer of quality is making you question whether or not the actual substance is any good. Like I just watched personal shopper and uh, with uh, Kristen Stewart and the production of it makes it look like this indie artsy kind of thing. And maybe I'm totally wrong, but I finished that movie going like, I think that's really dumb. (laughs) Is it just a Kristen Stewart thing? I think she doesn't help because she <laughs> she never has a very clear reaction to anything. <laughs> yeah. And so I can't figure out what her motivation is and I can't figure out what's important. And there are several like layers there's, of storytelling. There's a going phrase on. there's a phrase to describe that. 
it's bad acting. Yeah. It's... I feel like she peaked in Panic Room, which was a <laughs> like 2001 movie where she was like 16 and just had to scream and be scared of a murderer. Yeah, I, she freaks out at some point. I'm like, well, she's clearly scared and upset. But I also don't know if it's because she wants to fuck her brother, who's a ghost, or because... Uh, That's a strange movie. <laughs> or she thinks that somebody's coming after her, or she's trying to fuck a cereal. I don't know what she's trying to do she's in this movie. She's trying to fuck a cereal. <laughs> yeah, she's, Toucan Sam is really heavily played <laughs> in that movie. Follow your nose. <laughs> <laughs> That movie I'd watch. Gross. I have a, a, a corny uh, eye roll uh, happy moment and then yeah. a name drop moment that Tom Ooh. wanted me to name drop. Yes. Um, well, the first one is with Paul. I've been sick for quite a while, so no no kissy face mm. uh, with the husband for a couple <laughs> weeks. And then uh, today I've, I've started to feel better. And then today uh, we were both at our office dusky thingies. And then Computers. I decided to stare at him <laughs> because, you know, why work, you know? Uh, so <laughs> Why I, work when you've got a hunk? Oh, yeah, exactly. Do you have like work desks like side by side? Yeah. In your it's home? It's new, yeah. That's, that's, that's nice. But then I realized that I do the car thing where I, Paul cannot enjoy music in the car without me singing over it. And then he put music on in the office and I was like, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, I'm doing it to you. He's like, it's fine, whatever. you know, Because he's a hunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm staring at him and then he notices and then, and then, okay, first he ignored me and turned back to his thing, but then I continued staring and then he turned back and then he got really close to me and I got close to him and then we touched foreheads and just smiled and it was a nice, Aww. it was a really Aww. cute, little, really sweet. it was a really, really cute sweet. moment. Um, name drop moment. Uh, I uh, had the amazing honor of performing with Kevin McDonald from Kids <gasps> in the Hall. He's the hero of mine. He's, yeah, I, I love your uh, photo with him. It's yeah. so great. Isn't that your current profile picture? Yeah, I didn't change it for a year because it meant so much. <laughs> yeah. I did a, a sketch workshop with him a year ago, and he, he liked my sketch, is. and it was a big thing for me. Awesome. Um, yeah. He Kids in the Hall? You never watched Kids in the Hall? I don't know. A f- famous Canadian sketch comedy troupe uh, produced by Lauren Michaels, who does SNL. Have you ever uh, heard people like quote the like "I'm squishing your head" thing? I mean, I've I've heard of people doing that. I didn't know. I think they <laughs> like they did a sketch of that on their show that I'm pretty sure popularized it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're quoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he just pass away? No, McDonald. Who? Someone did. Oh, no. Not but someone did. someone did with a name that's similar to that. another guy whose last name is McDonald you, who does Canadian comedy things passed away this week. You, but it was you not. Keep, you keep Kevin telling McDonald's. your story. I'll look it up. Yeah. No, yeah. no please tell me about my sweet, sweet. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, he was backstage before the show and I was just like, I am no one. I will just <laughs> ignore him. And maybe, you know, and then I, I, I was like, after the show, I'm going to introduce myself because it's fucking Kevin McDonald. I have to I can't pass up this opportunity. And I, I know like. Yes, kids in the hall, but for me it's Pleakley, which I know is not like the big thing. What is Pleakley? Pleakley, he played uh, an alien in Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike McDonald. And who was he? A Canadian comedian. Oh yeah? yeah. Not as good as Kevin. So continue. So <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so then and then and then uh he was being so sweet and so polite and so nice to everybody and he had his Canadian. coat on. <laughs> yeah. He had his coat on and I was like this I have to, you know, so I'm at the other end of the gr- green room. 
And I'm like, this is my moment. I have to go see him. So then I sort of rushed to him and he then assumed I wanted to get past him. So he was like, oh, oh. sorry, sorry, sorry. And then I was like, oh, no, no, it's for, I'm here. And then the handshake and, and then super awkward uh, conversation because I didn't really know how to say. And then I dropped the pleakly thing, which he, and he was like, <laughs> and then he was like, Oh, so you, oh, you, you, like, he really didn't, I don't think he's particularly proud of that uh, achievement. And, and then, and then he was just like, oh, you were, you were a kid when it, when it came yeah. out. And, and then for some reason I was like, ah, oh, no, probably a teenager. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, oh, but don't when, feel old. That's I, what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. And then, but it was when I rushed towards him, he like also, then there was like a joke of like, oh, I thought you were going to hit me. And then I was like, oh, so, yeah. I feel like I've heard from a couple of people who were like, at the various things with him this weekend mm-hmm. at Montreal Improv, who like also had really awkward interactions with him. Oh, which, I think he's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe he's just awkward, and like it's not on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I no, think I, we both we both did it for sure. I think that's fair, but like it, it is such a cool thing. Like uh, I, I don't maybe your relationship with his comedy and stuff is is not similar to mine, but like I used to watch Kids in the Hall after school every day in reruns like constantly Mm -hmm. and i saw it it was like a revelation to me that it was this dark punk rock sketch comedy that was weird and abstract and gross at times and um kevin mcdonald and and dave foley were both like the the ones that i gravitated towards yeah i I loved uh their stuff and i saw um dave foley do stand-up in denver and I saw him in the lobby having a beer when I came in. And I saw him in my brain registered that I knew him, but I don't know him. <laughs> um, but I just, I was like, hi. Oh, really? <laughs> and he went, hi. <laughs> and uh, I had like a brief conversation with him, but it was such like a, a thrill. And then I got to do the sketch workshop with Kevin McDonald last year. And like every time he'd be, you know, like he, he let, I was the only person who ever did his workshop that did a solo uh, sketch. Oh, okay. And, uh, but there was such validation in it for me where he was like, oh, there's one that I, you know, it's a premise that I like. It's one of the ones that I'm choosing and this person could do it by themselves if they wanted to. Yeah. And then at the end of the, the thing, he, he said like, he gave it a 10 out of 10. And I was just like, oh my God, like it, I knew he could have been being nice or whatever, but like for me, it was such a big thing like yeah it was, of course it was such a like a cool confirmation from somebody that i had had such an influence from and that's very rare that you get to meet those people yeah it, th- those little opportunities like i i would say that it was expensive probably not for the like relatively for the time that i put into it but like it was so worth it for me mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have done that yeah there were very there were like six people this year Oh, I should have done it again. <laughs> and then the next day, there were five. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah so, somebody dropped off in the middle of yeah. uh, ours as well. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. They were long, but mm-hmm. he was great. Yeah, That's how I felt when uh, we had Will Hines at Montreal Improv. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted yeah, to I do that. that. He, I didn't go to... I ended up photographing a show that he was in, not knowing that he was going to be in it until I got there, <laughs> uh, which was really cool. Um, and then performed i think at the same indie night that he performed at oh wow like the following night or maybe just went to it Uh um but it was great like he was someone who i'd never seen him in person until he showed up and then i heard his name and was like i've seen you on so many podcasts (laughs) yeah and it was so cool like it's neat 
being part of this community that regularly brings in like cool guests from like outside Mm -hmm. and i'm sure these little things happen everywhere and like it it kind of depends on your tier of celebrity like not to say that they're like low like dirt or anything but like you know like there are people that you enjoy and kind of admire that you can that are available right we're not gonna see see rob Lowe at montreal improv anytime soon (laughs) maybe (laughs) but like tim ferris in his four-hour work week thing uh talks about how uh, there are ways to get to people oh, if yeah. you want to uh, you know like what? ask a few questions one of my favorite stories of um conan o'brien is that he was working at uh like the harvard lampoon and he just said like you know what i really want to meet burt ward from the batman show from the <laughs> 60s and so he made up an award and then he picked him up in a station wagon and then he brought him to like a what? theater and <laughs> asked him questions because he wanted to meet Bert, Bert Ward. <laughs> so, yeah. there, so manipulation is yeah. the number one way to do it. Lies. Lies. Mm. Lies. Actually, the, the episode of The Scrum that came out this morning, uh, plug, uh, <laughs> was with this guy named Cabby Richards, who's a reporter, uh, I think at TSN now, um, who basically his deal is that he does like really fun interviews with all of his guests mm-hmm. and he gets like athletes and celebrities and stuff like basically he just anyone he thinks that he would have fun interviewing he like tries to reach them and he was telling a story about how he managed to finally get an interview with bill murray uh, because he just fucking insisted on it for years and years and years and like you can kind of eventually line stuff up with people if you Mm -hmm. just try really hard to make it happen yeah you never know yeah you also have to kind of put the work in and oh for sure and um you know, getting to Harvard is one thing to enough to have the letterhead to send to a person yeah. in a convincing way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like there are little little trickies too. Like Tim Ferriss was talking about like the time of day that you call yeah. the assistant, mm-hmm. like, you know, getting them in there early or late. I can't remember yeah. which one it is. Yeah. But, but I also think like once you put that time in, sometimes you still have that mental barrier of uh, that like imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. oh, why yeah. to ask this person to show up? But at the same time, like, you can ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. I was once in the same room as Wayne Brady. <gasps> yeah. I looked him in the eye. He did not look me in the eye, but I looked oh. him in the eye. <laughs> he like really like side eye. Like, you looked oh, at his man. side. You liked at the. Looked, yeah, the, he was the, facing the, away, and I looked at his eyes, and I went nailed it. <laughs> and then he looked uncomfortable. And <laughs> yeah, and then a couple security guards picked me up, and you know. Is he Canadian? No idea. I don't think so. I don't think no, so. I I was in LA and I was in the audience oh. for a Let's Make a Deal. Okay. One of He feels Canadian. Does he? <laughs> to me. He seems I feel very like he has nice. Too much swagger to be oh, Canadian. Drake really? is Canadian. Oh fuck Drake. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. I don't believe say swagger. any of it. I, I I I I there's no basis for this. I I just get <laughs> lies from him. I feel like it's all <laughs> lies. Drake is lying to you? Yes. Well, Drake if if you're out there, uh come set the record straight for me. <laughs> Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go vegan. Try paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a Thirty squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strongly good. Eat more protein. Get more protein. Avoid the dirty dozen. Try a bar candy. Drink some Take an eye. Wear natural fiber. Wake up early. Use a Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. 
Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. Guys, remember you can rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher. If you haven't done that yet, please do. We're going to have some new bonus content dropping very soon over on our Patreon. Uh, that'll be exclusive for patrons at first, and then you'll get it on the feed once we get more reviews. Subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a friend who needs to clean their apartment. Or likes musicals. <laughs> or likes musicals. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's write a musical about cleaning your apartment. I think Mary Poppins covered it. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at No The Other Simon. I'm at Red Random. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. Does anyone have shows to plug this week? No. Uh, I've lost track. Thursday, Thursday. Tales from uh, the clit. Tales from the clit. I will be. Uh, it's a it's a it's a horror narrative show. Uh, all female cast. Horror or horror. 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 That's a that's horror. a word you gotta enunciate. Horror. 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 And I will be playing uh, the cr- the clit keeper. I'm, I'm hosting. I'm hosting the show. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll so be good. hosting so the show. I'm so jealous. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Trying to get a smoke machine to oh, make it even more fantastic. Fun and that machines is, are so fun. Yeah, yeah. And that is Thursday. I believe it's at 8:30 at Montreal Improv. Sweet. April fourth, yeah. I will be doing comedy works with uh, Dominique. Nice oh, skills. Nice. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Awesome. Sweet. I got nothing either. No. Also, I'm, uh, I'll be in my apartment all week watching uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nice. Have you, uh, have you officially watched all of the Star Treks? I have watched the highlights of yeah. all the Star Treks. Mm-hmm. So, so now you, we're moving you did, on. You did an Enterprise. You did Discovery. Yeah. I know the show is wrapping up, but I, I had this weird realization where I'm the same age as the people on that show. So I experienced the 90s exactly at the same like age mm. and like experience. And I'm having a nostalgia like loop that is hurting my brain. On Buffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. So you, we can watch your Instagram or your Twitter for, um, you can do that or you can pop by if you figure out where I live. <laughs> Sweet. Similarly, uh, I will probably be watching the rest of the twilight movies this week. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh dear. Special. I'm going to do it. Do it. Let me do it. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by the sexy, sexy Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. Uh, You can find out all about our great shows at the Upford dot. uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Upford network dot com. That website, once again, is. (laughs) (laughs) Find it. Try. I dare you. (laughs) Check the goddamn show notes. (laughs) Nobody does that. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.